Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. I tell you, I am so excited about this session on faith and believing. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, bless you. Thank you. We glorify you. Thank you for this time and your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who comes alongside of us to help us both in the speaking and in the hearing. And we give you thanks for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. First John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who was begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes comes the world, even our faith. Praise God. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is where faith, the very first moment, amen, that uh, we receive the gospel. God opened up our heart, and when we invited the gospel in, Faith came. Faith came to believe Christ is our Savior and to follow that faith through by repenting of sin, confessing Jesus as our Lord, receiving him as Savior. God came in. If God did not implant faith into our heart, we could not and would not have been born again because this kind of faith that we're talking about today is not is not manufactured in the human heart. God has to deposit it in our heart. This is a world creating faith, the same kind of faith that God used in Genesis chapter one. Amen. He spoke this world into existence. Praise God. And we speak the kind of world that we exist in. That's truth. That is true. Amen. Praise God. We can be victorious or we can be defeated. Uh, God gives us that choice, but we don't have to be defeated in this life. We can be more than conquerors and we can have victory in Jesus name. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Praise God. So one of the keys to success is perseverance, is persistence, never giving up. Never giving up, praise God, never quitting and never taking no for an answer. Amen. Faith will not be denied. If we continue to stand upon the word of God, we will see victory. Praise God. So going back to our text, 1 John chapter 5, 1 through 5, there's three things that John says here. Number one, who has the right to have victory over the world? Well, it's those who are born of God. Those who are born again, those who are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And notice something else that John says in this writes in this passage. Whosoever believeth, 
whosoever believeth. Amen. This reminds us of the words of Jesus, Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. How many times did Jesus say we are to believe? One time. And how many times did Jesus say we are to speak our faith? Three times. We're going to have to do three times more speaking our faith than we are to believe. Now, that's the truth we need to get hold of. Every believer has faith as a deposit on the inside of him. That faith came in. It came in, praise God, the very moment we received the gospel. And we exercise that faith to receive Christ, to believe on those things which he said, to believe on those things that were preached. We believe that. We receive that. Amen. God came into our life and made us a brand new person inside. So we found out at the very first point of entering into the kingdom of God, we realized and came to know that faith is revealed by word and by action. That's the reason so many people come to church, but they don't get born again. They don't. They leave the same way they came as they hear, but they don't respond. They hear, but they don't believe. Amen. We must believe. That's an action word. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. All right. So question number two, how do you get victory over the world? Well, John tells us, by putting faith into action. Paul said this in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, For without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Notice what Paul said. It's not those that believe that he is get rewarded. It's those that diligently seek him. When we Believe God by faith. We believe his word. We stand upon his word and we speak his word. Amen. We believe and then we say when we continue to confess the word of God. Amen. Praise God. By that persistence of diligently seeking him, we will receive the reward. Now, we may not receive our reward in five minutes. We may not receive it in one day. We may not receive it in a week. But I guarantee you, praise God, if we persist, notice what I said, persistence is the key to success. If we persist in our faith, we are going to be rewarded. Amen, praise God. Hallelujah. So, from whom does victory come? Where does it come from? Well, ultimately, it comes from Christ. We have to have faith in Christ. That's how we began our spiritual journey in the kingdom of God. We began with faith in Christ. Notice what the psalmist says. Psalmist one, Psalm 119, verses 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
Notice that David is speaking in this psalm concerning uh, the words of God, keeping the word of God before us. But notice how he describes the word. He says, Lord, your word is what? It's a lamp unto my feet. Everywhere I go, your word is before me. And it's a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That's how David was victorious and became the greatest king until Christ. Amen. He put the word of God before him. You and I, that's exactly what we must do. We've got to put the word of God before us. Hallelujah. Now, notice something Jesus said. Now, he got this what he spoke in Luke chapter four, verse 18, he got it out of the book of Isaiah. That's the book he was reading. So Psalm 119, 105 says that through the word, we are victorious. We are victorious. Now notice something else. And I'm, I'm repeating what I said earlier uh, concerning Luke chapter four, verse 18, something Jesus said. Notice what he says. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord. You and I are going to have victory through the word and through the spirit, through the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed. There is an anointing because he has anointed me to do something. There is an anointing when we step out in faith in the word of God. There is the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's going to cause that which we're believing God for to come to pass. Amen. Jesus never lacked anything. Not one thing. He lacked absolutely nothing. And as long as the 12 were with him, following him, Amen. Praise God. They had made that quality decision. We're going to follow him wherever he goes. As long as they followed Jesus, they lacked nothing. The children of Israel wandering in the desert, as long as they followed Moses, they were following God. They lacked nothing. Amen. Praise God. Are you lacking today? Well, start to firm up and start to show up your faith. Shore up your faith in Christ. Amen. Get into the word of God. Find the scriptures that promise you what you desire and then act upon those scriptures. Notice again what Jesus said. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord is the year of God's favor. Let me tell you something. We're in the year of God's favor. God is not withholding anything from us. He has already laid up everything that we're going to need in this life to be victorious and to be overcomers. It's just a matter of us receiving that by faith in him. Praise God. Going back to what we said earlier about in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Pleasing God is believing his word, walking in his word, and trusting the anointing of the Holy Spirit to put us over, praise God. That pleases God. That puts a smile on his face. Amen.
So let's read again the passage of Scripture that we are looking at in 1 John chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 5. Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, is born of God. And everyone, notice that, and everyone, not some, everyone, everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome or grievous, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Praise God. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So faith works by what? By love. Faith works by love. Do you love God? Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Then if you do, you're going to love his word. You're going to spend time in his word, drawing strength from his word. So once again, who has the right to overcome to overcome the world? Number one, those who are born who are born again, children of God, and those who by faith act upon His word. God and His word are one. If we love God, then we're going to love His word. I remember when I was born again back in October the thirteenth, nineteen seventy one. Uh, I worked at a insurance company. I was a computer operator. And uh, we had this old, I'm telling you, we had this dinosaur computer that uh, it had a keyboard and these uh, large buttons and you uh, you punch those buttons and you put in the program number and then you hit boot, you hit the boot and then that computer would take off and it would run for three hours. I mean, programs that would take maybe be maybe a, a second or two, maybe a minute at most. Uh, those programs back then, that the same program would run for like three hours. Well, you, you didn't have anything to do every now and then. You'd have to change, a, you know, a tape and things like that. But uh, but what I do is after I got born again, I'd sit down with my Bible and I'd read. I'd read, I'd read, I'd read. Why? Because uh, the love of God was put in my heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given to me. So if I'm going to love God, I'm going to love his word, too. I had an insatiable desire uh, to read uh, the word of God. And that's the way it was with you. The very moment you got born again. Amen. That Bible that had been collecting dust on your shelf for years and years and years. Maybe you put it in a box somewhere. Well, you went and found that Bible. You opened it up and you began to read it. Hallelujah. So who has the right to overcome the world? Well, those who are born again and those who by faith act upon the word of God. And then verse four says, for whosoever is whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. So we've asked the question, how do we get victory over the world? Well, we get victory over the world by putting our faith into action. Once again, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. For without faith, it's impossible to please God for he that for he that believeth. I love that. Amen. Hallelujah. For he that believes that he is 
And also he believes that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That person is going to have whatever he believes. And of course, we know this from the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. You know, Jesus said this. He said, have faith in God. Actually, uh, the, the original Greek says, have the faith of God or have faith of God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Notice how many times in verse 23, the word shall is used. So whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Believe what? Believe God, believe his word. So victory comes, ultimately victory comes from Christ. Amen. It comes from Christ through his word and through the spirit of God. Now, we all know Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 18. That's the great spiritual warfare passage. Amen. And of course, in this passage of scripture, uh, Paul describes the loin belt of truth. Truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. But he also described the breastplate as being the right, the gift of righteousness. You're not righteous. That's not how you got born again because of your righteousness. No, you didn't have any righteousness. The very moment you got born again, you had added to you the gift of righteousness, the righteousness of God. For he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. But then Paul goes on and it says, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Remember the first moment you got born again? You wanted to tell everybody about what happened to you. And you thought they would all just rejoice and clap and raise their hands and praise God. Amen. But no, they what did they do? They turned around and walked off. <laughs> praise God. But you were excited. You were excited about the gospel. You were excited about what God had done for you. God had put something into your heart you never had before. And oh, what a gift. Oh, what a gift. And you were so happy and so rejoiceful about that gift. Praise God. But then Paul also mentions the shield of faith. The shield of faith is used to do what? To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All the flaming missiles that he shoots at you to try to hurt you, to harm you, to destroy you. Your faith shields you from that. Amen. Praise God. And then Paul further describes the helmet of salvation. Amen. How we're made over in a safe and a sound fashion. That God, the power of God, the working of the Holy Spirit, the working of the word of God begins to radically change our thinking, the way we think. Amen. There's such a revolution that goes on on the inside of us. Amen. We begin to think like God. We begin to act like him. We begin to act like his word is true and we believe it. Praise God. Even though we don't understand it, we believe it. We take it by faith. And then, of course, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And all six pieces of this armor is for one purpose, for the seventh. 
praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and praying thereunto with all perseverance and all supplication for all the saints. Amen. That's our prayer armor. And that's how we put it on. And then we go into the battle of prayer. We go into the arena of prayer. And when we do that, Satan doesn't have a chance. So Satan can't he can't keep believers from having these things. Amen. He can't do it. Because they're already ours. We've already received them. He can't take them out of us. Amen. Because God put them in us and God lives on the inside of us. Amen. And Satan doesn't own us anymore. He was kicked out. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Jesus moved in. But this we need to understand also. Through his deception. Or through our neglect. He can keep us from these things. But once we recognize his deception and once we once again stop neglecting our time in the word, our time in prayer and our time in yielding to the Holy Spirit. Once we stop that, stop neglecting the word of God, stop neglecting prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Then these things that God says we can have that are freely given to us will be granted and we can receive them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we are workers together. We're workers together with God concerning the things in the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise God. So once again, Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty two. He said for you. And when he says you, he's talking to you and he's talking to me. He's talking to every child of God. You have God's faith or you have the faith of God. And then, of course, in verse 23, he describes what the faith of God is. Mark eleven twenty-three is the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. That's how God's faith works. It doesn't work any other way. It works that way and only that way. Amen. So stop crying and begging and talking about how weak you are, how poor you are, how Things just don't work your way. Don't talk about that. Amen. Don't talk about those things because that's not God's opinion of you. He's looking at you as more than a conqueror. He's looking at you as an overcomer. He's looking at you, amen, to follow him into victory and he'll cause you to triumph in every area of your life. But you're going to have to act upon the word of God. And then, of course, Paul, in writing to the Roman church, he explains to us, amen, how this this thing works. There's a heart and mouth connection that we've got to understand about. We can't believe God with our heart and then confess, begin to confess and talk things that are contrary uh, to the word of God. Amen. That's one reason why people don't receive the things that they desire from God is because their speech doesn't match what they believe. Notice what Paul writing to the Roman church says in Romans chapter 10. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart 
who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will ascend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now, verses six and seven are talking about Jesus. I need this. I need you to come down from heaven where I can put my hand upon you, upon you. Amen. And I need you to come up. I need you. I need you physically present so that when you're physically present, I know that I have the needs that I require of you. Now, remember what Jesus said to Thomas? When Thomas, after the resurrection, he didn't believe. He says, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and in his feet and take my hand and thrust it into his side, I will not believe. That's the kind of doubt and unbelief that will not receive anything from the Lord. So Jesus appears uh, to where the, the disciples were staying. He looks at Thomas and he said, Thomas, come here. Take your hands and thrust them into my, take your finger and put it into the holes in my hand. Take your hand, thrust it into my side and be not faithless and be not faithless, but believe. And of course, Thomas, you know, he just crumbled before the Lord and he says, oh, Lord, my God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And then Jesus said this. He said, Thomas, because you see me, you believe. He said then, but blessed are those who do not see me, and yet they believe. Who was Jesus speaking of? He was speaking of you and me in this day and in this time. I've never seen Jesus. I mean, I've seen him in the spirit, but he's never appeared before me. I've never seen his nail-scarred hands. I've never thrust my hand into his side. You haven't either. You haven't seen the holes in his feet where the nails were. But you believe, you believe as if you were there yourself and viewed everything. That's the kind of faith that brings blessing and, a, and pleasure to God. Amen. And he has already said in his word that it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And he desires to show us the things that are freely given to us. They're already given. They're stored up. <laughs> Amen. In the storehouse of blessing. All we have to do is go before the presence of God, declare in his word and believe that you receive. That's exactly what Jesus said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, you desire. Do you desire healing today? Do you desire uh, your income to increase so that you can better take care of your family? Do you desire to give more to the church, more than you're giving now? Do you desire these things? Do you desire, amen, to get out and minister the word of God? Do you desire these things? How about a new car? You're driving around in an old rattle trap. You don't know if you're going to get from point A to point B. Amen. Your car is just a chugging along. You're, you know, your car, you're spending more, your car is spending more time in the repair shop than it is on the highway. And you desire a new car. Well, I'm telling you how you can get it because God, first of all, you have to understand that God wants you to have a new car. God wants you to have peace of mind. God wants you to be delivered from fear. 
God wants you to be made over in a safe and a sound fashion. I'm talking about your mind. He wants your mind made over in a safe and a sound fashion. And he'll do that, but you're going to have to believe. Now, let's finish out in concluding. Let's finish out Romans chapter 10, verses uh, beginning once again, uh, reading. Uh, I read verse six and seven. Let's begin in verse eight. But what does saith it? What does the righteousness of faith say? What does the righteousness of faith say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is, notice this, the word of faith, which we preach. The gospel is called the word of faith. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame, will not be ashamed. The heart and the mouth confession, that is what you used to receive Christ and nothing has changed since then. This is what the same kind of faith, the righteousness of faith that you use to receive the things that you desire. Amen, praise God. And God desires for you to have them. Praise God. I'm reaching for the prize. I'm giving everything. I give my life for this. It's what I live for. Nothing will keep me from all that you have for me. You hold my head up. Heavenly Father, we bless you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Now, Father, this word that was preached, Lord, we, we receive it by faith. Amen. We receive it in my heart. And we know, Lord, that it will produce much fruit to your Father, to your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.